See, I made it my mission to speak boldly about what it's like to be a woman in event production and in AV, even at the expense of sometimes of not being understood because my experience can be unique to my role and my position in event production. And in the 17 plus years that I've worked in this particular field, I've had my share of good experiences mixed with, well, some not so good. Welcome to Events Demystified Podcast, the rant series, where we go off the calf and say it as it is, tackling anything and everything in the AV production, technology and event industry that not a lot of people are willing to talk about. The Rant Series is short and spicy, comes out twice a month in between the more tamed interview-style episodes. This podcast is brought to you by Tree Fan Events, a woman-owned boutique event production agency. And your host is Anka Trafan. Thanks for tuning in. Okay, here's the deal. This rant is definitely off the cuff and definitely not what you might be used to hearing or listening on this podcast if you're one of my loyal listeners. I won't dive into great detail because those details are not as important. And by keeping things a little general, I know that a lot of other women in AV and event production would be able to identify and potentially have those things and experiences shared resonate with. And in the 17 plus years that I've worked in this particular field full time, I've had my share of good experiences mixed with, well, some not so good, as you can imagine. And I'm sure that as you're listening, you've had your own experiences as well, a mixed bag of good and bad. I am not one to linger on bad experiences. I do leave it in the moment. That is true because I allow myself to feel the whole depth of emotions and what that feels like. In the post the experience, I take note of what went wrong, what has been my own responsibility in it, and what are the takeaways from that experience to hopefully not have to repeat it ever again. Recently, I had an experience that pretty much trumps all other bad experiences I've ever had. And while I am sure 100% that we'll get over this one just the same I did with all the other ones, um, if I don't honestly speak about it, I do myself and the entire mission that I've set up to fulfill a disservice because what good comes out of only talking about good experiences and never mentioning and bringing to light some of the bad ones so that there's a bit of awareness built and hopefully in time something is done about the situation. There are very few people out there that I've had the honor of crossing paths with that as long as they are the roosters and as long as their ego is well up top and on display, 
all is well in the world. The moment someone challenges them, though, it all turns to hell. The thing to note about this particular kind is that they are super charismatic, they're fun to be around, as long as you play along, they're very private because they are master deceivers and very few get to know the real person behind this persona that they have so carefully built. They are the kind that could easily get away with murder and people will still blame the victim because of how good they are at playing this role. I'm sure you never met someone like that in your life. I've personally had the unfortunate experience of having met someone like that, someone so eager and inclined to make another person fail just so they can prove to themselves that they're better. I've never met someone lacking so much empathy like this one person, and I've never met someone so skillful and willing to gaslight their way through every conversation in an effort to pin the other person down so they can always rise to the top, averting any responsibility for their attitude, their behavior, and their actions. Someone like them is, what I realized, full of darkness that disguises itself in light, the kind of person that will be digging all kinds of trash on another person just so they can excuse themselves from taking responsibility for the mess they're just as responsible for. And sadly, they might get their way for now, but hopefully, and I'm believing, not for long. When someone like this comes your way in an already male-dominated, unfair, and unbalanced world, you've got to be fully aware that they're not your friend, even if at first that's their angle. Their definition of a friendship will prove to be existentially different than yours. And capable women make insecure men of this caliber feel even more insecure. So they will try and create drama and their narrative so they can leverage their power and end up being the hero of their own story, their own made-up stories in a sad attempt to control everyone and everything around them. In my recent experience, I knew that I won't rest in being frustrated forever. And I knew that because I am the kind of person that I am forgiving, I will soon forget this unfortunate interaction. But because it was so painful and because I need to create my own set of boundaries around this particular situation and around this particular person. I made sure that I would keep a memory of how they provoked so much drama and so much anxiety over something so insignificant. And I made a promise to myself that I will remember how they made me feel and how that anxiety has impacted the event that we were supposed to be working on and how just the night before the event, I was lying in my bed with this peat of the size of the Burgham Canyon mine in my stomach, worrying about their vindictive nature and what they might come up with 
right in their dire need of control. And honestly, that 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 itself, it's so toxic that I can't even grasp, you know, and wrap my mind around it. There was a time, honestly, and this is on me, when I looked at this uh, potential partnership as I look at this beautiful orchid that I have that was gifted to me probably four or five years ago. I have no idea how this orchid is still alive and it survived so many years of, you know, sometimes I water it, sometimes I don't. In the last two years, however, it's been dormant and it looked almost dead. And this is where <laughs> you're wondering, Woman, what are you talking about? Well, stay with me for a moment because I will tell you the whole story. There's a point to this, okay? So for the last two years, my orchid has been dormant, has been almost dead, but I I knew that it's capable of blooming again because I've had it for like five years now and it's done this in cycles. So I faithfully, kid you not, watered it every other week in hopes that maybe one day my orchid will come to life and it will bloom again in the most beautiful expression of regeneration and redemption and growth. Well, guess what? Good news. There's, there's hope. My orchid finally is set to bloom even after having lost its first sets of buds because, you know, it was a little bit twisted in kind of a crazy way. And as the fixer that I am, I attempted to fix it at the expense of actually snapping the buds. However, somehow it actually managed to grow another set of buds totally twisted in some really crazy way again. This time, I'll just let it be because, oh my gosh, this orchid, it's got some resilience and the type of resilience he has, it's unbelievable. Delayed, broken, crooked, yet still found a way to push through all the resistance and do what it was meant to do, bloom. Now, when I think of my relationships and my friendships, I like to think of them as my orchid. Sometimes I don't work with people for many years or I don't connect with people for a long time or I don't see them for a long time, but I never ever have burned any bridges. I always want to be the kind of person that I can reach to someone else and be remembered as someone that has been helpful to them in one way or another. I've never burned any bridges in my life and I always want to make sure that my relationships are in good standing and and if I see you five, ten years from now, we can pick it up right where we left it. Well, in comparison, this one particular partnership and relationship, this friendship that I was nurturing for a while, I was comparing it to my orchid. I no longer believe that it's meant to be blooming like I have believed of all my other relationships, regardless of the status or how far apart or close we were over the years. It's been the type of a partnership that I feel like so much hurt and pain and brokenness has been had. 
And there's no redemption nor grace that will ever heal what's been damaged. And with all of that being said, because I'm trying to figure out where exactly I'm going with this, here's basically my public declaration that gives myself permission and you, if you're dealing with a similar situation, permission to say it's okay for some people and for some businesses and for some partnerships to go their separate ways and for those paths to not intersect ever again. I've learned some very valuable lessons during this entire experience that has been more painful than it needed to be, but I feel like I'm better off because of having had the entire picture of what this one particular person is capable of because in their small world, they're used for things to revolve around them all the time. But in my world, that is not the case. And I am more than good with keeping this experience and that particular individual in my rear view mirror and move on forward with the lesson learned. And this is today's rant and the takeaway, rear view mirror. It's a beautiful thing. Thank you for listening to the rant series of Events Demystified podcast. If you enjoyed this series and the other interview style podcast episodes, please take a moment to review it and rate it. If you'd like to take it one step further, feel free to share it with your network. Connect with Ankur on social by tagging at Events Demystified Podcast. And if you'd like to learn more about Tree Fan Event Services and find out if we're a good fit in supporting your event, can we help your event be successful with a 20-minute free consultation? Link in the episode's notes. Thanks for tuning in.